There is a lot that goes into bringing grain from the field to the consumer. An important part of that process is the role that local grain elevators play. They are the ones that take in the grain before shipping it to other facilities that will further process it. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and I am speaking with Dylan Beaver, who is the grain merchandising and origination manager for Alcivia. He discusses what they do on their end with storing and shipping out grain, as well as some of the challenges they experience shipping out that grain through rail. What is the relationship between Alcivia and the rail providers who help move grain from your elevators? We have multiple relationships in the rail industry, from Shortline Railroad here in southern Wisconsin, being the WSOR, and then two Class 1 railroads in Wisconsin, which would be the UP and then the CP. We have a really great relationship with both railroads from a Class 1 standpoint, with volumes of trains being shipped on them regarding uh, feed commodities and fertilizer commodities on those railroads as well. And for those who may not be familiar, can you define what is Class 1? Class 1 would be your, your major rail provider's here in the United States. Those are the railroads that are traveling mainly across the entire country. So in Wisconsin, you know, we talk about the Union Pacific or the UP, the CP, uh, the Canadian Pacific, the CN is another one. And then also there's some other different ones that maybe we're not so familiar within our state, but the BN is a class one. So there's a conglomerate of multiple railroads that kind of build up to make these larger rail companies that kind of span the United States maybe versus what a short line railroad would be, which is kind of a shorter moves and might be more interstate type railroads. About how much grain does Elsevier move by rail? Alcivia as a cooperative handles about 50 million bushels of grain a year, whether that's corn, beans, or wheat. And between multiple loading locations on rail, we do about 25 million bushels of grain that are loaded out onto rail cars. And you're moving grain throughout the year, or is it mostly just after the harvest season? Yeah, we're constantly moving grain here at the cooperative. We usually start in September with some wheat, goes out on rail, and then through the fall season, you know, you have your corn and soybean program, and then corn throughout the summer, a lot of times uh, with a mixture of beans, but uh, majority of corn, and when you get in that June-July time frame is kind of how you finish the summer, but it's a constant 12 months a year grain flow on rail. And where does your grain go after it leaves the elevators? We have a lot of strategic relationships in the country. Most of our grain flows to poultry markets down in eastern Texas, and then some of it will go right to Chicago to a corn processor. And then in addition to that, our soybeans tend to go to uh, Mexico for processing, or they will go out to the West Coast where they'll be sent to China. Are you ever receiving grain through rail at your elevators, or is all of the grain that you have at your elevators going out through rail? Wisconsin's a pretty diverse state when it comes to grain and how the market works. We're kind of put in that one spot of the world or of the United States. We're kind of trapped against the lakes, and the only way we have to get out is the river or rail market. And then we have those beautiful things called dairy cows, and they consume a lot of corn. There isn't a lot of times where we see ourselves bringing in corn specifically on rail or soybeans. Most of our stuff is shipped out. We do receive other commodities such as soybean meal and fertilizer on rail. So we have inbound rail for inputs, but most of our corn and beans are exported out of the state on the rail market. Have you had any issues with storing grain at any of your elevators currently? Grain storage 
you only have so much of it, and then you have to kind of rely on logistics, um, whether that's a truck, barge, or rail to kind of move the rest. So as far as storage goes, we try to store as much as we can till you know, we have to execute upon the rest of getting rid of it in some kind of fashion, whether that's making a sale or getting it to export markets to make sure that we have enough space for our producers. So I would say as far as our space goes, we do the best that we can with it to always rely on rail logistics or truck logistics to make sure that we have space for our producers. The next part of that, too, is the marketing that we've had here in the last two or three years has been an inverse market, meaning the grain is worth more today than it is tomorrow. And it's kind of been telling us, you know, ship the grain out as fast as you can and kind of keep your space fluid and empty. The market structure kind of dictates what you do with your space. And if you fill that up with different commodities to carry them or to make sure you ship them out on time and make sure you get paid for those commodities now, maybe versus later. What kind of challenges have you had with transporting grain by rail? We're very dependent on the railroad when it comes to loading trains to the point of they kind of determine when your train shows up. So if the train shows up at midnight, you have to start loading the train at midnight. So as far as challenges go with the railroad, I would say one thing that we have seen is their crews. They're definitely short crew members. Just like everyone is, though, you have different businesses here. You can see it now that need help. So the railroad is no different, and it kind of slows down their processes of when they deliver upon trains and get them to your doorstep. So that seems to be kind of the theme that we've seen is maybe the execution upon when the train needs to show up and the timely manner. But it all rolls back to labor, right? So I think that's that's a big thing that, that we see in, in our business and, and other people are seeing as well. What happens if you're in a situation where, say, you're running tight on storage and a train is supposed to come at a certain time to help alleviate some of the pressure you might be feeling and they're just not coming? What do you do in a scenario like that? Yeah, that's where you have to know how to pivot. We have an awesome logistics team here at the co-op. We run 50 trucks ourselves, so we may have to go ahead and just make a sale and and kind of bite the bullet for, say, a little bit and maybe trading something at $0 gain or just making sure that we, we keep the space open for our producers. That's the biggest thing is we want to keep the space and we want to keep the lights on because we want them to continue to get their crop out of the field and into our elevator. So maybe that's doing some untraditional type things of moving a pile conveyor somewhere and putting it in a gravel parking lot or putting it on uh, the ground. That's just kind of what happens if the crop is big and, and you're dependent on logistics to get it moved. And if the logistics can't move it fast enough or the labor isn't there in the farm is just moving too fast for us to keep up. We kind of have to do our best and make sure that we have a spot for them. Do you expect there to be any issues down the road this harvest season, or do you believe you have a pretty good grasp right now on bringing in grain and also sending it out? I'm excited for this fall. There's, there's a lot that can come out of it. You know, we're looking at a crop that we're not really quite sure what's out there. You get reports of guys that are excited about what they're growing, people that are nervous. So it's going to be an interesting one, I think, for sure. The market is still defining itself. I think the big talking point right now in the grain industry is the river. The Mississippi River specifically is lower than it has been in a very long time. Even last year, we were talking about that. You know, the river's low. What's, what's going to happen? And it's a repetitive thing this year. And I think that that just reflects on rail logistics. So if the grain can't get out through the river, it's got to come interior, which means it stays here um, in the state in some capacity. Uh, either needs to get trucked to a processor or delivered on rail to export. So and if China comes in and buys some grain and kind of makes the market competitive, that will be great. But as of today, flows may not be traditional to the river, and we might have to rely a little bit more on our rail logistics and truck logistics. Well, there may be challenges for any elevator with storing and transporting grain, They are prepared to do what needs to be done 
through their work providing a place for farmers to send their grain. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.